number one of season two of Herding Prattle. The podcast where each week we prattle on about whatever the hell we want to. And try and herd it into one specific topic. So come along for the ride. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! We're back, bitches. Season two. We're back, back, back again. Bigger, brighter and bolder than ever. My hairline has receded. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sarah, how are you? How are you on our very first episode of a brand new season of Herding Prattle? Oh, I'm good. I am, you know, um, in that state of lockdown towards the beginning where you kind of feel like things might work out. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm doing okay. I'm doing Mm -hmm. okay. How are you? I'm doing very well. I feel like, you know, we started this podcast during the first lockdown. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it served us well in that sense. So bring it on, you know. We're all sat yeah. at home. And it's as perfect you time. It, 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 you know, no, no one has proven the link yet. But, you know, we start a podcast, go into lockdown. We take a break. Everything's fine. We come back. Lockdown number two, electric boogaloo. So who the... really to blame that bat or us? There are currently undisputed claims uh, that I can't go into too much at the moment because it's ongoing with the lawyers. But um, there has been allegations that there is a connection between the lockdown announcements and... There's no connection. There's no connection. (laughs) It's Jaina. Yes, we are back. We're back for another series. And to kick us off, this week we are talking about... um, something quite topical for us on Herding Prattle. We don't really go topical, but just kind of timing-wise, it's worked out that we are. This week, we're talking about America. The United States. The United States of America. Why, why are we talking about America, Sarah? What was it? Why? We, we why? always wanted to talk about America, I, I believe, and then it just so happens it's timed perfectly with the 46th president being announced, which is mm-hmm. Mr. Joseph Biden. Um, after a long wait to figure out what was going on. Um, but we always wanted to talk about it be- precisely because America, for better or for worse, is always so interesting and mm-hmm. exciting and mm-hmm. fascinating, even when some of what you're looking at is like, oh God, that's terrible. But it's like, you, it's like a car crash. You cannot look away. Yes. And you also love the car crash. Definitely. I, <laughs> I think so too. I think, I mean, I say it with love mostly, but um, Americans are crazy and America is crazy. And um, <laughs> I think that sort of the kind of like UK, USA sort of like culture clash is one of the most like funny and fascinating things. There's just so many like weird little things that are like okay in America that we find awful and vice mm. versa. And Ireland and the, U- the US has a very interesting relationship too where you know there's quite a big irish american population mm-hmm. um and there's quite a big like american influence in ireland in a lot of like um, businesses or like uh, multinational corporations being in ireland mm-hmm. um it's always like they're like the whole world's like older brother almost you know what i mean like they're just ever present America? like even though it's a different con- yeah even though it's a different country <laughs> anything they do it does affect you know the uk it does affect ireland like you can't really not yes which is crazy it is it is um 
And that's interesting you say that about America and Ireland because I do feel like every kind of like bad rom-com seems to be about an Irish woman and an American guy or vice versa and them just kind of like driving through the the you know the the hills of Ireland. Yeah have you ever seen um, Leap Year? It is one of the worst films I've ever seen. Love Amy Adams, love Amy Adams but so it's so bad and that that really sums up I think what Irish Americans and Americans in general think of Ireland you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like they picture in 2020 some kind of like horse and cart in Dublin like you know they're just like oh (laughs) those guys and it's like we legalized abortion recently and they're like shh you're you're charming you're charming that's who you are you're charming and you're you're kind of you like fighting I don't know you know like traditional Stereotyping, yeah. And I do feel like the Irish Americans, it's been so embarrassing, the Irish Americans involved in like the Trump administration. Um, mm-hmm. The reason I know they're Irish Americans, as in all these people with like these names, like they'll be like Mick Mulvaney or like, oh. um, you know, Kellyanne Conway or like just these other names that it's like, oh, I'm sure your ancestors, you know, like came uh-huh. over to that country not too long ago. And now you're like, get these immigrants out of here. Absolutely, like, absolutely. Oh, it's hilarious. And the first thing I thought of with America was that even since um, childhood, it's mm. always been a place where it's like, I, I just wish I was there. Like, that is the, that's the coolest place to be, you know, like mm-hmm. in all the TV shows and films, um, even on the news, to be honest, because everything there has a sheen on it of mm-hmm. professionalism or kind of glamour, even the politics somehow mm-hmm. that should be quite boring is very jazzy mm-hmm. um but I think it's funny <laughs> especially in recent years I've seen a lot of people be like isn't it wild that we all used to be like oh I wish I could be like a cheerleader like in a high school in America and then it's like sure. if you actually live there she's like <laughs> I thought this would be like if you actually live there you would have no health care and you would like die waiting for an ambulance and I'm like sure yeah, yeah that's quite likely <laughs> yeah absolutely it's so true. It really is, I think. And I think that's kind of like worldwide uh, in terms of like the way America is portrayed, especially in that like film and TV. It's kind of like this ideal that you sort of daydream about or fantasize about. Um, and it has the biggest reach, you know, like the, lots of people in other countries, you know, like I uh, know a few people in Iceland who like learned most of their English through watching American TV programs, you know, that were that were shown on TV, um, but it is also. Uh, I mean, I guess we'll get into it, but mm. it's it's like such a double-edged sword of a place. I find. I mean, yeah. and no, nowhere's perfect. Like this isn't anything that we say this week that is like maybe negative about America. It's not us trashing America because we have similar, if not the same, problems here. Mm. It's just kind of the way that America deals with it or like responds to things is so like, I don't know. I, uh, do you know what I mean? Like every, yeah. everything yeah, is just so much do. bigger over there. Yeah, it's and Americans. Yes, yeah. Mm. Have, have you ever been to America? And if so, whereabouts have you been? Yeah, um, yeah, so I've visited Austin in Texas, um, mm-hmm. which was probably one of my favorite places because I thought, this is just a trip, like, but um, I thought going to Texas, I knew what I was getting myself in for. And I was like, oh, it's going to be like, you know, um, uh, like Republican-y and like... Mm-hmm. T- t- uh, Bible Belt. 
that kind of thing yeah and then because we were in Austin and their slogan is keep Austin weird it's very mm-hmm. much like a kooky kind of um yeah city. Austin's so, like the most kind of like liberal place in Texas it's not yeah and it's such mm-hmm. an it's such an anomaly that it mm-hmm. has such real identity like there was no there was no chain shop and you don't even see that in cities here like it they're just so connected this was a long time ago now but at the time it just seemed like there has such a place of identity and that was really cool mm-hmm. um while still having an american like glamour of like everything's so big and there's so much going on mm-hmm. um i was also involved in a school exchange program mm-hmm. so we went from limerick ireland to limerick pennsylvania and then they oh. came over to ireland to like um see how how we live mm-hmm. um so that was really fun maybe we'll get into that in a while um but yeah those are the two main times I've been but you've obviously lived there for prolonged periods of time right did you say twice yes so I lived in Texas for eight months seven eight months uh which was a student it was a tiny little town in the middle of nowhere called Nacogdoches which was um (laughs) (laughs) is that from Mary Poppins or (laughs) bless you um No, it was called Nacogdoches, but it used to fondly be called uh, Naka Nowhere because it's literally in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) Um, And that was for a student exchange when I was at university. And then I've I've lived in Orlando for a year, for for 12 months. So. And and, and just like Orlando, you know, okay, Disney specific, okay. But still, you lived in Florida, like, you know, relatively recently mm-hmm. and given its part in the election I just find that so interesting because like Florida seems like one of those places where things are just a bit crazy you know like yes. <laughs> yes. things are just a bit mental all the time yes people in Florida are wild and are yeah. a little bit mad but also I mean you have to remember like America is so big and just yeah. saying that I lived in Florida like Florida itself is huge, you know, like, yes, I was living in Orlando, um, but, you know, there's also Daytona and uh, there's so many, you know, other black places encompassed in Florida. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But yes, it was interesting. Both, both places that I've lived generally, uh, you know, fairly Republican and sort of, Mm. uh, you know, drastic in their, in their kind of beliefs about everything really. Yeah. Um, which is interesting because I mean I'm I'm not the most um, politically active person. I know what's going on and I like, keep up to date with things, but um, it is a bit. It was a bit of a culture shock both times <laughs> to, yeah. you know, to be out there. Um, I can I can I really imagine um, mm-hmm. when we went. It was in secondary school and George W. Bush was president and. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was living with a host family and I didn't have much tact at 16. And I was like, I can't, I was like, I can't, you know, I'm living in these people's, in these um, people's house. And I was like, uh-huh. I can't believe you guys have him as a president. Like, that's crazy. And like, he, mm-hmm. you know, he's quite stupid. And, you know, like, you know, the way we all used to think about George sure. Bush, like it was like a joke. Um, simpler times. But um, <laughs> I was like, I was just like, but like, why? Like, why did you guys vote for him? I think was the phrase. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was in Pennsylvania, actually, which, again, I find interesting with this election that Pennsylvania is another place like Florida that like half of this is quite Republican and ha- literally half is like quite the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was obviously in quite a liberal place. Um, she just kind of um, 
she was like, we know what people think of him outside of the US. But she was like, I feel like what people outside the, G- the US don't fully get is that most of us, okay, well, not most, obviously, because he, he won barely. But like, she was like, um, I don't feel like it's really reported that like, at least half of, of us didn't vote for him and, and don't want him or didn't want him to be the president. So mm-hmm. we're just seen as one country that like, is super happy with this man as our president, but we're embarrassed. But that mm-hmm. doesn't get shown. It's just like everyone else laughing at us. Mm-hmm. And that really stuck with me because that was that was like 13 or 14 years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's almost, I don't know, like it's kind of eye-opening when you think about it. You know, like even from George Bush days, it was like half of us like really, you know, yes. would never vote for anyone like that. And yet he's, you know... So I just find it interesting that you, you, you're so right. America's so big that our greatest mistake as people outside of it is thinking that we can quantify it as like one country or mm-hmm. everyone in this state is like this or, mm-hmm. you know, like it might as well be like Europe voting for one president. It's yeah, nice. that's so true. In terms of sheer size, it, it really is. Um, and that's the thing, like, I think, especially in the media and the way it's very easy to sort of, you know... <sighs> think very black and white about things when you're not there and you're not from that country yeah and that was especially when i was living in florida because trump was still the president then yeah uh god it sounds so nice to be able to say that he was the president then um (laughs) (laughs) past tense um but but (laughs) it is interesting because you know based on what we see in the news in the uk and everything you assume that everyone who likes trump is a bible belt you know, racist, you know, like extremist. Yeah, have an idea. Um, but it really isn't the case. You know, there are lots of people. I kind of sort of went out there with the notion, you know, like, oh, yeah, anyone who supports Trump is like an idiot or like is bad or whatever. But no, it really isn't that case. Like not everyone who voted for Trump, mm-hmm. uh, that at least I came into contact with, mm-hmm. is that way. You know, there were just certain things about him that mm-hmm. appealed to them yeah you know at that time he was the different option he would and so yeah. it, it was just interesting to kind of have that realization of actually you know there's a lot more it's not just a case of like oh they voted for trump and therefore they're ourselves you know it yeah, kind of gave me a better token, appreciation of that yeah and by the same token i think we're quite liberal people but i think because the world has gotten quite divided people also look at people who vote for people like obama and biden and also similarly i think um brand all of us with one brush that Mm -hmm. we want certain things that they're putting in our mouths that we don't necessarily want you know like Mm -hmm. it's it's all too simplistic you know to point fingers like oh so this is what you want like everyone's a human being so it's Mm -hmm. it's complicated Um, so all i can say is that i am thrilled for this result because of the normality that's all (laughs) that's the reason I'm, i'm happy is because there's some normality um, at least possible now, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, not that normality is 100% great, but um, it, it's a little bit better, in my opinion, than um, stoking divisions mm-hmm. on both sides. Mm-hmm. You know, like making everyone angry. I don't think mm-hmm. is going to help. You know. No, it's true. Um, but the going back to the school exchange, um, we did um, we did visit elementary schools, as in. Okay. Like we were primary like schools. Special, yeah, like we were special guests. Sure. 
you know that that trope about americans not having a passport or like not getting news from other places like it it seems really true like it, it's just they're not taught you know like it's not in the curriculum to to teach or learn about kind of other cultures except your own and mm-hmm. um i mean these kids were so cute like they were only like six or seven years old how like, old were you when you did your student exchange and you went over there like 17 or like 16 17 right, okay. Um, so we're just like at the top of this elementary class, you know, and, you know, Miss Example is like, okay, kids, so like these are kids from Ireland. So you can ask them any questions that you might have, you know, and we're just like teenagers, like so embarrassed and like, what the heck? Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, you're trying not to be rude because, you know, your teachers are like, don't fucking mess this up. You know what I mean? For our, like... <laughs> How we look abroad uh-huh. so you've got these kids being like um so in ireland um do they do you guys um have um like um electricity um uh, there you know and you're just like you want to be like yeah but you can't so you're like oh yeah i'm um, actually yeah we do um yeah we've had it for a long time actually yeah good question you know like oh i, I didn't like, actually know that how do you- <laughs> learn something new every day oh i'm glad we spoke about this <laughs> but it, so, so all of their questions were questions like that like mm-hmm. do you have cars do you mm-hmm. have tvs do you have you know i just feel like sometimes it it's 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 a it's made clear to people in the school system there that like the way we have it in america that's the best way you know so yes. if you learn about other countries it's a bit like mm-hmm. just kind of for I don't know for interest's sake mm-hmm. not like you could like not like they could be doing anything better than you sure, um sure. but yeah I really enjoyed it we went to a, a high school as well and they had cheerleaders and they had um a tv a high school tv station oh yeah um, just so many things that <laughs> are so, just wild did you go to school in America so we shadowed like our students um you know exchange buddies that we were living with so we would go to classes with them right okay. um, obviously we wouldn't like take any classes but we were there for, right, okay, for the classes. Okay. And, and, and i'll never forget being like okay so like what's next like we've done you know ap math and we've done english and like what's next uh-huh. and they're like oh so next up is um you get to do an elective and i was like oh an elective that sounds cool like maybe that's like what we do and they were like so this one is jewelry making and puppetry and I was, <laughs> I was like, you get grades in this and they were like yeah I mean like it's it's an elective you know like it's um yeah it's just one of those courses you do and I was like this is insane this didn't is- you do like a gap year in Ireland when you when you went surfing or something um yes yes <laughs> okay so you know let, let's let's, let's, let's call a spade a spade Sarah <laughs> But I wasn't graded on my ability to surf. <laughs> that was just fun, for fun's sake. And jewelry um, making wasn't? No, jewelry making, like, jewelry making, they were, like, taking these exams, or I don't even know. Like, when you were in Texas, did you have, like, a culture shock, it being your first time living there, just with, like, little day-to-day things? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, before I went out there, I kind of didn't really prepare for that because I thought that, you know, we all speak, we speak the same language. We all um 
we, you know we have similar pop culture references and you know all that sort of thing I really didn't think it would it would be that different uh but it really really was and I was there for, for seven or eight months and for the first three months I hated it I really didn't I really did not enjoy being there at all mm. um, but speaking about schools I did find the whole schooling experience now I'm not like an A-star student I'm not like a you know like I'm kind I'm not like a genius but I really did I you're a stable genius but um... <laughs> evil genius um <laughs> But I really did notice a difference out there. Just, I mean, obviously I'm not coming for America and I'm not saying that America's education system is shite. I am. But <laughs> <laughs> it's objectively worse. Than but <laughs> all I know is that I found all of my classes that I did in America an absolute breeze compared to any of the studies I've ever done in the UK. Um, yeah, but I do feel like that's quite an openly known fact. Like, it is? Like, it's not like they don't, yeah, it's not like they okay. don't do schooling and, and, and be educated. It's more just like the curriculum is not... I think less is expected of you. In, yeah, in, yeah. You know, just in terms of even little things, you know, like, I mean, I was 19 when I was in Texas and I was at school there. And I was used to, you know, getting assignments, you know, where they'd be like, okay, you have an assignment due tomorrow and it's uh, 3,000 words, and you'd be like, oh mm-hmm. shit, you know, and you have to go home and do this assignment. In America, mm-hmm. it would be like, okay, you have this assignment due tomorrow, it's 500 words. And everyone would be like, oh my God, oh my God. And literally, like, people would be like, have you done the assignment? Like, what are you gonna say? For, oh my God. Oh my God. You know, so just, just like comparatively in that sense, mm-hmm. um, it, it was it was easier like there mm-hmm. there was I didn't really feel challenged by any of my classes yeah. or, or anything like that yeah. um what do you make of the of the claim that like Americans are really again stereotypically are really nice and kind of friendly and they'll be more likely to like strike up a conversation well that or... was the other thing I didn't like when I got there because <laughs> I think I think <laughs> must be stopped yeah well I think that assumption is true again yeah. stereotyping yes I I just found it a little bit false when I first got out there and I wasn't used to it now yeah. I know that that is just kind of you know the way like that it is generally a good thing I think like people are very very yeah. friendly and very very mm. open um mm. and I think sometimes to our detriment English people and I imagine it would be similar in Ireland um we're just a little bit more reserved and closed off upon meeting people generally than oh. Americans are. But I think, I would, to, but I, would, I think, yeah. but, but what I didn't enjoy about it was that like, I would know, for example, like say someone in America didn't like me, impossible because everyone does, but let's just say. I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah. um, even though they maybe weren't too keen on me or like I'd had like a disagreement with them in my class or whatever, they would still be like, oh my God, hi, how are you? Oh yeah, oh, you know, and and, and yeah. I struggled with that because I just found it quite false, but. Yeah, yeah, that is the one thing leveled against them then that if you are friendly to everybody all the time, there is a bit of an assumption that like, okay, so I, I can't really tell when you fully mean it or when you mm-hmm. fully don't mean it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just say about Ireland, like I do think people are friendly um, precisely because of the same reason of like, oh, they're a very small um, 
countries are friendly as in like you literally have a high likelihood of knowing everyone or or you know you're only one degree of separation from knowing someone so mm-hmm. people aren't so much strangers um right that makes sense people you don't fully you know know um but it's not the same as the way americans are friendly at all sure um it's i don't know i feel like people in ireland strike up conversations a lot um but it's almost the opposite as in like you're more likely to find someone like an old woman striking up a conversation with you at a bus stop about like how shit things are Uh than someone being like so how's your day today you know (laughs) they'd be like isn't it Um, but yeah no I I found when I was in America going into um, malls and going into stores a big experience because it's so it's such a big deal Mm -hmm. if that makes sense compared to shopping centers um in Ireland like you walk into every single time you walk into a store there's a greeter first of all that's not a job I'm Mm -hmm. sorry Mm -hmm. um there's a greeter in every store there are kind of um jobs upon jobs to do with the customer you know Mm -hmm. um and it's it sometimes I just want to go in and shop and I don't want to I don't want to talk to you right now (laughs) you know and they were they were a lot um but at the same time american malls are the best malls and that's not that (laughs) they are and the thing about america that is like appealing is it's like it's big and it's bright and it's shiny and it's you know and Mm -hmm. uh, it's just it's really like when i was in america and both times i've lived in america it's really made me appreciate the uk a lot more uh and kind of like how we have things over here but then both times I've come back mm-hmm. I've I've been sort of like oh, they do have a really good kind of mm. quality of life out there in a lot of ways as yeah. well and there are a lot of good things about America that appeal to me and I still like I do think that I will probably live and work out there again and okay. I would like to like because it's so big like there's lots of places in America I'd like to see and I'd like to live and mm. um I also, I, <laughs> it's it's just like how big and cheap everything is, you know, just in terms yeah. of like little things, like how you can go and get like a, you know, like a fucking like two litre like Coke mm. for like 99 cents, and, you know, like yeah, those and, sorts and of things. That's, stuff that yeah. confuse me because the, the culture is that you're supposed to ask to take some away. Yes. That, to me, that defeats the purpose of going out for for a meal mm-hmm. why would why would then I would get a takeaway you know it, it's just completely uh-huh. different um culture I guess yeah I guess so I think yeah um, yeah I guess that's part of their culture it, it's um, I don't know shall we take a little break oh yes let's and we're back and we're back um one thing I'd like to discuss is Americans outside of their native habitat mm-hmm. and the way that no matter where you are in the world, if you're not in America, you can always tell when there's one near. You can. That's because of the volume. The volume that they speak? Yeah. Yes. Well, Ameri- I, I've, I've never met a softly spoken American. I don't think they exist 
it's usually when I'm in a situation where I'm in like a crowd oh my god remember crowds but like I'm in a crowd (laughs) and (laughs) there's people talking everywhere like it's quite it's a loud environment Uh but still I can hear exactly not that not that an American is talking but I can literally hear what they are saying like completely perfectly projected or whatever so like if you're like on a bus it's like full of people and everyone's talking there's babies crying and it's really loud Mm -hmm. I can still hear like Jackie being like and so I said to the guy I was like I'm not gonna go there Steve (laughs) like how come I can hear you but I can't hear the person next to me you know Jackie into this I mean to be fair though I mean you know we're all we're fully talking about stereotypes here and there are the exact same stereotypes but you know like if if we were two Americans doing this podcast and we were talking about the UK like you know we would be talking about all these stereotypes that we do but also stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason yeah but I mean you say that but genuinely and you've lived in America like have you ever met someone who's kind of like well of course I've met soft-spoken Americans but yes (laughs) I don't (laughs) okay I don't buy it (laughs) no of course of course I guess I guess it's just yes well what's really interesting is when you learn about oh god okay let me try and say this right when you learn about sort of where people are from and mm-hmm. why they speak the way that they do and the volume in which they speak and all this sort of mm-hmm. thing, you can like trace that. You can mm-hmm. trace that all the way back. And I think a lot of it comes from is just the fact that America is so big mm-hmm. that this is going to sound so stupid, but... <laughs> You know, people had to shout from town to town. Not from town to town, but honestly, Sarah, houses are so much bigger. There's so much more space. So, from like a general, a general perspective, like if me and you were stood having a conversation outside, mm-hmm. it would be more likely that if we were having that conversation in America and we were in and we were Americans, we would probably be standing further away, or there would be more mm-hmm. space between us. Yeah. I just think a lot of it comes down to space and how big everything is and how much space they have and I think yeah. that that has influenced like their speech habits and and things mm-hmm. um yeah I, on a I very also, very broad sense you know obviously yeah yeah I also think that it's it's a vocal register type thing as in uh, American girls voices are lower than Irish girls voices so when an, when an American um like woman speaks it's a it's a bit more like a, a mixed tone that has like quite a projection to it as opposed okay. to like an Irish person who doesn't as you say for cultural reasons doesn't feel like confident being like hi my name is Aoife like it just doesn't <laughs> feel right it doesn't sit well in the mouth uh-huh. you know mm-hmm. um so I do think cultural reasons are are at play and also maybe like dialect to an extent slightly mm. um, yeah, depending on where you go in the states for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of houses being big, that was another culture shock for me. Like, it is unbelievable oh, how much space people have when there are homeless crazy. people. Like, not to bring it too much back to, um, like, American politics, but genuinely, I was gobsmacked. Like, you have, like, one family living in a house that theoretically is for, like, t- two. Like, sure. I just, it's crazy to me. What it's... was your accommodation like? What was my what, sorry? 
accommodation? Oh, um, fairly nice on the whole. I mean, um, when I was there in Texas, I had we had a two bed apartment. That wasn't, um, yeah, that was you know fairly big. I mean, not big by American standards, I guess, but you know, it was the the nice thing about America, depending obviously where you go, is that it's a lot more common that everywhere you live has a pool. Like we both places, both times I've lived in America, I've had my own pool which I mean, is, is really, really cool. Um, <laughs> but the big culture shock for me was, so I remember I, so I grew up in a single parent household. And I'm not saying that, like, I didn't grow up in poverty, but, you know, I grew up in a single parent household and my mum worked full time. Mm-hmm. And when I was living in Texas, a friend of ours invited us back to his house for spring break. And he lived in Austin. That was when I went to Austin. And um, he told us that, um, you know, he, his mum was also a single parent. His dad wasn't around. Uh, mm. She'd been a single parent for like the past like 10 years, had worked full time, raised him and his sister, like still works full time. Mm. And he was like, you know, so don't be expecting like this kind of like fancy house. And then we pulled up to this house and I'm not joking, Sarah, there was a grand piano in the lobby. <laughs> oh my God. It was this huge house. Um, yeah. Which, by American standards, probably isn't huge, but you know, like especially again, it's all about space. Like when you compare it to England, like you know, like if like a townhouse, you know, like lots of houses in England are like thin and tall because that they're the only ways you can build because that's the only space there is. Mm -hmm. Whereas, especially in Texas, everything is sprawling and most houses are one floor. Everything's bigger in Texas. Yeah, like instead of going up, like they sprawl out, and everything's generally on one floor. Yeah. And yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was like, you live in a mansion. And he was like, no, no, yeah. we're very like kind of lower, lower class um, Americans. Yeah. That's, that's mad. Like, cause I, cause we would um, drive around Pennsylvania and um, uh, we saw technically, I guess, slightly um, poorer areas, but I don't think it was. I think it was quite middle class, lower middle class or whatever you want to call it. But it was just the types of houses that were built in this particular part that we drove through mm-hmm. were made of wood, as in more like cabiny type houses. Sure. At, th- at that moment, I realized that when hurricanes and stuff happen in America, like it's not like houses the way I imagine houses. Sometimes it's literally like these, Wooden. as you say, like even if they're quite big, they're they're poorly made, quote unquote. You know, they're not, they're not, um, they might be big, but they're not like super high end. Mm-hmm. That's the difference, I think, that you can have a big house in America, but it still might be great. It might sure. be what you need. Um, you know, it's just actually a coat propped up under a lot of sticks. <laughs> <laughs> that is my first apartment in London, but literally, <laughs> then it's five hundred pounds a week on Airbnb. <laughs> Um, but speaking of like m- minuscule day to day differences, like that reminds me that like most, if not all american homes um have a utility room where you do yes like laundry and ironing and yeah and like Mm -hmm. a room basically to acknowledge that like these items are like bulky and you don't want them in the room that you're normally in this is a separate room which Um, i like i like that see i like the idea of it but what struck me was that like in the uk and ireland you know it rains all the time Mm -hmm. and yet we still 
in a lot of places hang out our washing to dry if it's like nice weather mm-hmm. and in most states or in, in, in a lot of states in the US it's pretty dry and um, quite scorchingly hot a lot of the year and yet it's not everything's actually, done in a tumble dryer it, but yeah but it would never occur to it's not they don't no one has a, a thing to hang mm-hmm. clothes on and mm-hmm. I um I saw I think it was a YouTuber recently talking about that that they were like um I think they bought like a, a life hack thing off of Amazon that was like you can just hang this over your um back porch and it was like it can dry I think it was like if you want to dry delicates like they'll be dry really quickly if you do mm-hmm. it this way and it won't get um, messed up in the tumble dryer so it was mm-hmm. just like a life hack but she then started talking about she was like why don't why don't I hang out my clothes here where it's like 40 degrees celsius and then she was like the only reason I can think of that I've never done this before is because I guess somewhere in my mind it seemed like that would be like a lower class like you couldn't afford a dryer so you just have to hang out your clothes on a line but realistically that's not necessarily true like you can just it might be quicker to you know so I just Mm -hmm. find like America is very much about convenience first. Um, and as a as a follow-on from that, it's all very much about the individual. And if you work really hard, you'll be fine. But like everyone sure. else might be fucked, sure. you know? Um, it's a weird place. It's a weird place. But let me let me tell you a few things that I love about America. Yeah. Um, unlimited refills on all soft drinks wherever you go. Yeah incredible and ice ice and ice oh yeah ice everywhere that's a big like difference between the uk and the us like i've had american friends who've come to the uk and we've gone out for a meal or whatever and they've asked for a a glass of ice water and then it comes and it has like one ice cube in it and it's like you slapped their mum you know like (laughs) like and from working in hospitality in america you know like you when they ask for ice water, you fill up a glass with ice and then you just put like a dribble yeah. of water in, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, free refills on, mm-hmm. on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is very cheap. Like both times when I've lived there, mm-hmm. I found that it's cheaper and easier to eat out every yeah. night than yeah. it is to go to a supermarket and do a weekly shop and cook for yourself. Yeah. Um, which... Obviously, depending on how you look at it and where you're going, like, you know, like that also probably feeds into the issue with weight and things. <laughs> but yeah, I think it does a little bit. It does. Honest, but yeah, but it, but is, it is also because, you know, like it isn't just like when, when I say eat out, I don't mean like McDonald's, you know, like yeah, you can yeah, go yeah. to a restaurant and yeah. eat out and that's generally. Yeah. Um, Another thing I would say is um the... the um you're pretty much you pretty much have to drive every single oh yes absolutely not really absolutely you don't walk yeah 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 and the thing is you don't really take into account like i remember like i said when i lived in texas we were in the middle of nowhere so for example in the uk like when i was a kid i've been on holidays in the uk and it would be like you know we're going to uh wales for the week and that Mm -hmm. would be like a five hour drive or five Mm -hmm. hours on the train or you know five hours travel when I was living in Texas, like that would be like a day trip. Like yeah. it, like I remember once someone was like, "Oh, we're going to Dallas on Monday because we ha- we're off uh, half half term. Like, do you want to come to Dallas for the day?" And we were mm-hmm. like, "Oh my god, yeah, that's incredible, great." 
and they were like, cool, cool, we'll pick you up at 6 a.m. because it's a, it's a five hour drive. And that's for a day trip. Yeah. So we're going to drive five hours yeah. for a day out and then drive five hours back. That was my holiday. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But like you say, um, that's the only way to see things because everything is so far apart. Everything is so spaced out. It takes longer to get places. A five hour trip for a day. Yeah. It blew my yeah. mind. And, um, and it's just people don't walk anywhere exactly. I, I remember one time in texas getting like um like abuse shouted at us because we were walking somewhere yeah it's not set up as in like someone literally no as in like someone drove past and was like yeah. losers get a car <laughs> <laughs> and we were like um okay we're just walking to get our shopping you know like yeah that is so funny um but yeah, as in like, yeah, it's that, that's exactly the the feeling. It's not like, oh, you can choose to drive or you can choose to walk and people choose cars. Like you, ha- you have to drive. Yes. You're de-incentivized to walk or to cycle and places are like set up in a certain way. Like, um, mm-hmm. you know, living areas and shopping places mm-hmm. and workplaces are set up. And drive-throughs. Everything yeah. has a drive-through in oh America. My oh my God. Drive-through banks. What the fuck? Yes. Mm-hmm. like what how in what world does that make sense it, I don't yeah know. it's crazy um i yeah i just i don't know because but this is the thing right because as soon as you say like oh like what why would you do that there'll be people that are like oh but that's really helpful it's convenient you can do it really quickly you know mm-hmm. maybe it makes it more accessible blah, blah blah but i feel like this again goes back to my point that clearly the goal here is for american convenience and not necessarily mm-hmm. what's best for like people in general or mm-hmm. you know like to reduce car use or whatever it is mm-hmm. um it's more like but it would be so much easier if i didn't have to get out of my car oh, you know yeah. it feeds into the stereotype of americans being like i'm not getting up for that Do you know when it's like i don't feel like all americans are stereotypes i feel like actually it is their infrastructure that's like making it difficult to be like i'm gonna walk to the bank but it's sure. like, why, why would you Sure. I wouldn't if I lived there, you know, so. I do um, think as well, I mean, part of it, again, obviously America is huge. Not all of America mm -hmm. is like this, but Mm -hmm. just the two places that I've lived in America, the Mm -hmm. blistering heat is enough to put you off walking. Like weather is very extreme out there. And I do think that kind of like factors into it. But you are right that everything is, is all about convenience. Yeah, like even air conditioning being a standard um, everywhere. Mm is as you rightfully say some in some cases it's necessary but in most cases i think it's because you don't want to feel too hot so it's like let's pump all this electricity to make sure you kind of don't feel too hot you know and it's like if you multiply that by the 600 million people that live there Mm -hmm. that's a lot (laughs) just an air cut Um, and i've got at both times i've lived there i got quite sick because you go from such extremes because yes. you'll be outside and it's 100 degrees but then every time you walk inside somewhere it's literally freezing cold yeah and you're just yeah, constantly yeah. going between the two extremes yeah um oh I, i'm just remembering from when i used to um work with the uh like kind of tourist public um we had to ask for their addresses uh-huh. and they or like where they were visiting from and so we'd see people from all over the world um so like an average morning would be like, where are you from? Uh, Japan, where are you from? 
um, Iceland. Where are you from? Delaware. Uh-huh. And I would just look at them and be like, the fact that you think that I should know where or what that is, it just mm -hmm. speaks volumes because if someone asked me where I was from, I wouldn't get so specific because I am trying to accommodate them and I'm trying sure. to let them understand what I'm talking about. Whereas with Americans, again, it's a stereotype, but I, I just feel like because America's so big, they're like, you should know Ohio. I feel like people know where Ohio is. And mm -hmm. you just want to sometimes be like, people don't. Like, we shouldn't have to know where sure. that is if you don't know where, like, because this is the thing. If Americans are being let down by a school system that's, like, not always the best, the, the stereotype is that they don't really know much world geography mm -hmm. outside of the States. So then sometimes it's a bit blatant to be like, I'm from, you know, and, and so... Sometimes there would be Americans who wouldn't even say the state, they would say the city. They would be like, I'm from Fort Worth. And oh, I'd be sure. like, what country? And they were like, oh, um, the states. And I was like, thank you. You know, like I got really, <laughs> I got really bitchy by the end of the day. Oh my God, it's anyway. getting really petty. Yeah. Well, but, and uh, on the flip side of that, what's funny is going off of stereotypes that Americans' assumption of the UK in terms of like where people are from. I've met so many Americans mm -hmm. who would be like, oh, you're from the UK? And when I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm from the UK, they'd be like, oh, we love the UK. We have these really great friends, uh, Debbie and Harry in, in Cambridge. Do you know them? Yeah. <laughs> and because we are much, much smaller than them, yeah. they still think, you know, they kind of think that we all know each other. Yeah. Or that, you know, yeah. that, I mean, there are, there are so many places in the UK that I've never been. And, and lots of Americans that I've spoken to have been very surprised, you know, like they'll be like, oh my God, I love the UK. Like we, we went to Cornwall, Cornwall and we had the best time. Like, have you ever been? Mm -hmm. And I'll be like, no, no, I've never actually been to Cornwall. And they're like, what? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, it's actually uh, seven hours from where I live. So, yeah. you know, I've, I've, yeah. I've never been. A, I mean, that's a day trip. So that's a day trip. You know, that's, 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 that's a trip to the bank <laughs> um, in their car yeah. through the drive through <laughs> Yeah, people people say that to Irish people a lot. Like, you know, I know such and such from, you know, this place in Ireland. Do you know them? But the truth is we probably do know them. So it's, you know. <laughs> yes. um, it feeds into the stereotype. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I still do. Or rather, I think my love for America has, has waned a lot in the last, um few years although i still think i'm the word now i would say is i'm more like fascinated do you know mm -hmm. like i'm more intrigued and interested in it than like i love that country do you know i think it's got a sure. lot of issues but mm -hmm. i still feel like it's got an element of hope um mm -hmm. in that country that's never really going to go away you know and, and i think that comes from the the origins of the country you know and the the idea, I mean, I don't know if it's outdated now, but the whole idea of like the American dream and that like, you know, if you work hard, uh, you know, if, if you work hard, you can achieve anything and, and that's sustainable for you. Practically, that probably isn't true anymore. Mm -hmm. But I do think that that kind of like ideology is still very prevalent over there. And it's something yeah. that's appealing to a lot of people that like you do. Yeah. Yeah. And 
yeah, like I, I do. We've kind of <laughs> spent this whole episode talking about everything we don't like about America, <laughs> but I have met so many lovely people over there, and yeah. and had like some of the best times over there, and mm. do do see myself back over there again at some point. Um, yeah, and yeah, this you know this yeah, election I, I, news really helps you know yeah it definitely does like i want to i still want to do a road trip um yes. across america to see yeah you know glimpses of places that mm-hmm. haven't been there yet um but well yeah, we need to do our road trip again across ireland first <laughs> yeah we do and that that we've been planning for about three years <laughs> <laughs> we'll take less than seven hours <laughs> so we definitely will um do that but yeah I can I can see working in America again um again in a different place and like soaking up a new a mm-hmm. different environment again mm-hmm. um for sure and I can see me doing a road trip at some point but I'm just so glad it won't be under the orange man anymore yes R.I.P. uh R.I.P. the 40 <laughs> for ding dong the cheetah's dead <laughs> um but yeah so i guess that's us for another week um america we love you despite everything that we've just complained about for the past hour we do and um yeah i think i think that this is a nice kind of beacon of hope in what's been a very uh unsettling year yeah i mean they've pretty much been on the brink of civil war for the past year so yeah exactly we will end on a high note of better days to come and exactly. better days are coming because as we've said we're back for a season two we'll be back next yeah. week uh thank you sarah thank you matt <laughs> and thank you guys for listening we'll see you next week and god bless america bye, bye. bye.